Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Seek the Joy podcast. This is my second episode, but today's episode is going to be my first episode with a guest. And I am really excited that today's guest not only is my first guest, but she is a really good friend of mine and she designed the calligraphy for the Seek the Joy logo. So it is really exciting for me to not only have had her help me with the logo, but that she's also on today's podcast. So today I am joined by Leah Yousefi, otherwise known as Calligraphy by Leah. Leah and I have known each other for four years now. We met in law school and we talk a little bit about that in today's episode, but she is just an all around good grounded person who just so happened to find her joy in calligraphy. I really hope you enjoy today's episode. I appreciated all of the feedback that I got from last week's episode. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Leah. I am joined by a really good friend of mine, Leah Yousefi, otherwise known as Calligraphy by Leah. And I thought that today we could just have a honest, real conversation about her side hustle and how she got started and how diving deep into calligraphy and a passion project really helped her through some of the more, I guess you could say, difficult times in her life. So hi, Leah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. You are my first official guest. So I'm I'm so excited. I'm super excited to have you on. I feel like it's super appropriate too to have you as my first guest. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. So I thought we could sort of start off by letting you introduce yourself and then we'll kind of go from there. Sure. So I'm Leah and um, you and I met in law school. (laughs) We live next door to each other. We had no idea. But over the years, we became really good friends, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, So I'm an attorney, and on the side, I do calligraphy. And so right now you live in Austin, Texas. So we went to school, obviously, in L.A., and if we go back to when we met, that was, what, 2013? We literally lived next door to each other, and we had no idea. And at the time— No idea. And at the time, I think I was so— in my own world that I had no idea, like literally who lived on either side of me. We were so busy. We really were. It's, it's so true. And so how did you get started with your calligraphy? So my last year of law school, I ended up getting really sick. Um, a bunch of stuff happened like within 24 hours. And as part of my recovery, my mom suggested I start painting and I realized I was not patient enough to paint. And I didn't like painting because what was coming on to the paper wasn't pretty <laughs> at all. And um, I liked Instagram a lot and people were posting a lot of how-to videos on calligraphy. And I was kind of obsessed with this store called Sugar Paper in LA. And I would go there and it would make me so happy during such a difficult time. And basically I just started picking up calligraphy. I started with a gel pen and Um, I would write out people's names. I think I started with yours and a couple other friends. And on little scrap sheets of paper, (laughs) I would write your name. And it was so calming, honestly. Like I would slowly move the gel pen and the certain gel pens have a sense of like liquid ink. It's not just like a flat uh, ballpoint pen. And um, I would start to write people's names and it was so calming and I wanted to make it pretty. And then I realized that 
people liked it when I gave it to them. They thought it was really cute and they got so excited and that made me feel happy. And so um, I continued on with it. So this was in our third year of law school. So kind of towards the end before we graduated. It was probably January. Yeah, I feel like that sounds that sounds about right. So obviously it started off more as a hobby and as a way to sort of calm yourself down and find some... I guess you could say inner peace and inner, and inner joy during mm-hmm. a, probably a really difficult time. And I think for people that don't know or don't understand or don't realize law school on its own is so stressful and so intense. But then when you add on other things that happen in real life, whether it be yeah. things with friends or things with family or just things just with like yourself illness and yeah, stuff like that things yeah. that come up like I can I can definitely relate because you know in my th- in our third year I had shingles and yeah. then after the bar I had my appendix removed so sometimes illness just comes and there's nothing that you can really do about it but I think what you and I learned was that stress really does cause physical totally. um like reactions. I don't know if that's the right phrase to use, but for me and for you, it did. And, um, both of us were super into trying to find something to remedy it and bring happiness to ourselves. And you definitely found that. And I found that with calligraphy. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think stress, it really manifests itself differently in different people, but you can take it mm-hmm. on in such a physical way. And so definitely. I think in an effort to find balance and a stress relief, you totally found calligraphy. And now mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say it's kind of boomed into a little bit of a yeah. business and a side hustle. So at what point did you decide to turn something that was bringing you a stress relief and it was a fun thing to do. At what time did did you decide to turn that into more of a business? Well, so I, like the little squares, I call them little squares, but they were basically square cardstock paper that I had bought and I would write people's names on them. I kept doing that throughout the last year of law school, like this last semester. And I kept getting more and more compliments on it. And people like in May, before we graduated, kept saying, you've got to start selling these. We really like them. A lot of my friends had framed theirs. It was on their bulletin boards. They'd taken them to work. And I started thinking to myself, well, maybe I could. And I started to get confidence by what my friends were telling me. And um, I took time off calligraphy while I was studying for the bar exam, because as you know, it takes over your life. But when I finished studying for the bar, that's when I decided to take the leap and make an Etsy page. So and obviously you've had success with that. I mean, people buy what you post on Etsy and you've had people ask for like custom projects, right? Yeah. I have like a link on my page that says like request a custom order. And I've had people from all over the country. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, I had someone from Canada place an oh order. God, inter- which you've gone international. <laughs> that is awesome. I was so excited. That is really cool. Yeah. It's just really cool because then it's in As cheesy as it sounds, when I get people who buy from my Etsy page just because they like my work product and not because they're friends with me and they want to do me a favor, that makes me feel even better about it and makes me feel like, okay, well, I'm being some joy to someone else. And that gives me more confidence. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's great to have the support of your friends because obviously without the support of my friends, I wouldn't be recording this episode right now. (laughs) And I know that you have given me so many great cards in the mail over the last year from birthday cards. I'm a sucker for snail mail. I send them out You do, but you send out the best postcards for holidays too. And you include these little like, um, 
they're not, are they cross handmade word searches? Yes, that's what they are. I almost said crosswords, and I'm like, no, it's not a crossword. It's like a I know word that's what search. I thought they were called too. But, but I think it's so great, yeah, and I think searches. the more people post about it on social media, the more exposure you've gotten to. And I know you've had friends who have asked you to do like gift bags or invitations and that sort of mm-hmm. thing for their weddings, which is really awesome too because that's another way to get it out there. But it's a totally different feeling when somebody that you don't know places an order on your Etsy page or, and especially when it's like international now, next it'll be like someone in Europe. That'll be awesome. (laughs) I hope that would be really exciting. So what do you think is your favorite project that you've done so far? Um, well, recently one of my best friends that I've known since sixth grade just got married and, um, I was the maid of honor. So basically I was in charge of planning the bridal shower and the bachelorette. And so I decided to not order like pre-made cards, but make them myself. And to me, that was exciting just because it was for someone that I love so much. And, um, it was really sentimental and I, um, doing just like a totally custom order with things that I had to draw out. I'm not a really good artist. And so that was exciting. Um, it was just my favorite because it was a different color schemes, different pictures. I had to draw a timeline on one of them, totally creative projects like that make me excited. And it was probably my favorite because it was for a person that is so close to me. So I think we should just reiterate that this is your side hustle. This isn't something Mm -hmm. that you do full time because full time you are a lawyer, you are an attorney. So with all that being said, does calligraphy still bring you the same joy that it brought you at the beginning? Oh, it does. It's, it still has the same effect on me that when I kind of have a long day and just am tired or people get anxious. I feel like anxiety is really common right now. And when I sit down and I just put that pen to paper, it gives me, I kind of am able to block out the world and really focus on what I'm writing. And I write kind of sappy quotes and that it's just, (laughs) and I think what's funny is actually going back to how I started is I've never been a quote person and I always make fun of people who have quotes on their walls, but I kind Mm -hmm. of turned into a quote person because I was going through such a hard time and I'm not like a positive self talker, but through my calligraphy, I was finding that writing positive things and giving it to my friends was making me feel better because I would keep reading the positive quotes. So still to this day, when I sit down and write a positive quote in calligraphy, it just looks so elegant. And then when I keep rereading it over and over again, I think that has an effect on me. And so I still like it. It still brings me that joy and relaxing feeling that I had from the beginning. I think in some ways it's sort of the same um, thinking as positive mantras that people Mm -hmm. use where they pick a mantra sometimes every day or every week or every month and they repeat the mantra to themselves daily as like a reminder. And it Mm -hmm. actually does shift like the chemicals in your brain. And so it really does have such a positive effect. I was going to say, I think you have really turned into a positive mantra slash quote person. And I think in some ways, probably without even realizing it, it has had such a positive effect on you because I know before the calligraphy, you were really into pimp and joy. And so if you could just talk a little bit about what that is for those of us that that don't know. Um, so pimp and joy came from ever since I was a kid, like from seventh grade, I've been listening to this radio show. It's called the Bobby Bones show. And I have listened to that show from seventh grade till today. So it's been a long time. And that show brings such a sense of comfort to me. Like from the time that I moved from Austin to LA, it was just a constant in my life. And 
Over the years, they came up with a concept called Pimp and Joy when one of the radio hosts, her she had lost her mom to cancer. And her mom had always said she wanted to choose joy. And I was going through a really difficult time myself. And um, I don't know, something about the phrase just stuck with me. And I was like, wow, let's just, if I can just try every day, not think about the future and, oh, I'll never get better. I'll never feel better. If I can just think today, I'm going to choose joy. And even though it's such a simple phrase, it really, really had a positive effect on me. And um, every week they do, or every year, excuse me, they do a Pimp and Joy Week. And like one year during law school, I brought a bunch of donuts and cookies and stuff just because I wanted to spread the message that even though law school is super um, stressful and hard, there's things that we can still find joy in. And so um, I have a bunch of Pimp and Joy shirts and I like telling people about it. And I push the concept onto you over the years that I've known you. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's just basically about choosing joy, even when things are really tough, because I get it. And I've been through really, um, maybe not awful things, but things um, subjectively that have been difficult for me. And that little mantra of pimp and joy, it's like a funny phrase, but it's basically about, you know, today I'm going to do my best to choose joy, whether it's help someone else or be kind to yourself. Cause sometimes I find that I'm not really kind to myself. So I should give myself that respect that I would give to any other person. Yeah, no, that is 100% also what this podcast is about. I know we've talked about that a little bit, but it's about, you know, how do people find their way through life's difficult moments and mm-hmm. continue to love and support themselves and treat themselves with love and patience and kindness that they would treat others. And I think mm-hmm. I obviously didn't really know too much about Pimp and Joy until you and I became friends because I, I don't think I had ever listened to the Bobby Bones show. I think it's kind of like, I hate to say this, I know it's like in national, but it started out in Austin. So in my mind, it's why. still a local show. That might be why, because I literally didn't hear about it. But I think the messaging is so important and so similar now that you just kind of ran through what all of it's about Mm -hmm. to what I hope to portray and achieve and talk about in this podcast. The whole series itself is just about finding joy and even when times are really tough, and I think especially right now with everything that's going on in the world, it's so hard sometimes to feel joyful. Yeah. And to find joy. And I think, you know, when you turn on the news and you see something that's so horrific, mm-hmm. whether it's an incident, incidents of major violence or um, a natural Hurricane. disaster, yeah. yeah, whatever it might be, it's hard to then return to your day-to-day life and feel joyful and feel good about celebrating yourself or things that are going on. But at the same time, the other point that you make is, you know, everything is so subjective and what you went through and what I've gone through and what other people go through is subjective in that it has an impact on you in your life. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it we aren't living in Syria in a war zone, but there are things that have happened relative to our experiences that have had an impact. And so mm-hmm. I think it's so great and awesome truly that you have found something that brings you joy in calligraphy and in creating and in um, making things for other people because yeah, it brings you joy, but I know for you, you know, when you give it to somebody else or someone places an order and they're happy with it or whatever it might be, it brings you more joy to, to see how happy they are with it. Yeah. It makes me so excited. I just like seeing, I think I talked to you a lot about this and the reason why I send so much like mail for holidays to all my friends and even friends maybe I'm not so in touch with all the time is because 
the happiness it brings someone to open their mailbox and all they expect is bills. And um, then they get a pink postcard for Valentine's Day that they just didn't expect. I think it just brings a smile to someone's face and you don't know what people are going through because a lot of people don't verbalize it and they just keep it inside. And so it makes me so happy when they send me a text and they say, oh my God, I just got your card. I didn't expect this. This is so cute. And I don't know, it just brings happiness to the both of us, which is what I like about it. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, I've been in that position where I've opened up the mail or there's a package and I'm like, wait, what is this? I didn't expect anything. So I think you definitely are bringing joy to other people through your calligraphy and by staying true to what makes you happy along the way. So definitely. How do you find joy in your day-to-day life? Is it about finding balance with the calligraphy? Are there other things that you do? Because life is stressful. So are there other things that you do to kind of bring back in that joy and that balance? Yeah, I would say, obviously, calligraphy is my number one. And um, I've started doing other work where I can do calligraphy on my iPad. And I'm coming, the more creative ways I come up with how to, um, show my calligraphy in projects makes me excited. And that, um, is great for me. And I enjoy doing that. Um, I also do things, simple things like work out. Like I really enjoy a good soul cycle class. Whenever there's a theme ride, I hop onto that bandwagon real fast. Basically arts and working out are so important to me. And I think one is a creative outlet and one's just like, what does Elle Wood say in Legally Bond? Like endorphins make you happy. And I think and that's happy so people true. just don't kill their kill husbands. Their husbands. <laughs> and I think that's so true. Cause when you walk out of a workout class, like the way you feel is I just get like almost a high, like I feel so happy. And, um, it's just a feeling that really brings me joy and I can't stop smiling. My parents always point it out to me, but yeah. So I think those are my top two. And also definitely, I think hanging out with friends, friends are a really important part of my life. And even if I'm not in the same state, like you and I, we definitely keep in touch and that brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. I think it's about community too and who you surround yourself with and are they positive and uplifting and make you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know you and I run things by each other all the time. Yeah, Like, does this make sense? Does this sound stupid? Does this seem like a crazy or good idea? And I think having people that you can trust and talk to about pretty much anything, which I feel Mm -hmm. like is where we're at with our friendship, which I'm super grateful for because I don't think I've always had friends like that. And I'm sure there are people out there who have friends like that and also who don't and probably, you know, really, really like to have friends like that in their lives. And so I think friends who just like don't want to be competitive with you and friends who want to support you and want to genuinely see your happiness, not see your happiness for a second. So you're fun to hang out with, but genuinely want to see you be successful in your life. And I think that's what we are. I think so too. And I think it's kind of amazing that we found that in an environment like a law school environment where it is so competitive and so (laughs) cutthroat and even people who you think are, I don't know, like your good friends sometimes just turn out not to be and that's okay. And there are people who are in your life, what, like for a season and then for a lifetime. And I know you and I always say like, there are friends that you yeah. like let onto your front porch and then there are friends that you let inside. And yeah. so I have a saying, yeah, that's like, basically like if you think of yourself as a house and certain friends are great to hang out with and you love spending time with them and taking 
pictures with them and doing whatever and going to lunch with them. And so you let them onto your front porch, but certain friends you can tell, you know, your deepest, darkest secrets to, and your insecurities, and you can talk day and night. And those are the people that you let into your house. And so that's sort of a example I keep with me all the time, just to remind myself not to expect certain things from certain people. And I guess then I don't get disappointed. I'm more happy in my friendships. Yeah. I think that's important too, is to sort of gauge like what your expectations are, whether it's with friends or with a job or with your family or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. So you can still get what you want and what you need and so that it fills you up, but it doesn't leave you feeling depleted because something that I know, at least for me, is that sometimes I feel so, I don't know, this, maybe this doesn't go with what we were just saying, but sometimes I feel so out of whack. Like there'll be days where you wake up or I wake up and I just feel so tired or I I just, or I just feel like, oh my God, I cannot with any more human communication (laughs) connection. I'm done for the day and it's only Tuesday. And, you know, and it's about finding the balance and keeping true to yourself and what makes you happy and what motivates you, but also, you know, not shutting down and not shutting people out because you get so overwhelmed. And that's why I think finding things in your life that bring you joy and bring you happiness and make you feel balanced and happy and good, it it opens up space so that you can make connections with other people that are authentic and real and supportive and make you feel good. Yeah. And I think another way of like, um, I guess finding those kind of relationships is when you go through a really hard time, uh, you realize the friends who are your true friends, you realize who they are because they are the ones who are going to start coming out of the woodworks, even if you haven't been in touch with them for a long time and wanting to see how you're doing and wanting to make sure you're okay. And is there anything they can do to help? And even if what you're going through lasts longer than a week or a month or even two months. Um, you start to see like, these are the people who are going to bring happiness to your life. And these are the people you want to surround yourself with. And just to go back to the calligraphy for a second was that the semester that I wasn't doing so hot in law school, um, just because of emotionally, I was going through something and it was really difficult. I started to see, um, the people who would come up to me and start talking about the calligraphy and encouraging me and telling me that even though it's a tough time, they would like to, some friends even offered to come to my apartment to hang out and just watch me do the calligraphy. So at least I would be surrounded by people and I wouldn't isolate myself. And, um, so that, and those were friends that I hadn't spoken to in a little bit. So people had started to crawl out the woodworks and I could see who was true and genuine and who wasn't. And I think that's really important too, because by, and I, this is the other thing too, is that I think sometimes people knock down and sort of dismiss and almost kind of disrespect things that Mm -hmm. you're passionate about just like in general Mm -hmm. like that happens sometimes like the people who are not supportive who like think it's weird or unconventional or like what are you doing doing calligraphy like you're in law like why are you wasting your time with that and I think it's so important that the more you stay true to what makes you happy and you feel joyful about doing the more you'll you kind of see okay mm-hmm. who is supporting me versus who is knocking me down and even if it's like a passive aggressive knocking it you down it's still yeah. knocking you down <laughs> yes and so i think it's so great that it kind of gave you an opportunity to see okay who are my good friends who who actually mm-hmm. care about me versus okay who are the people that are just sort of filler in my life and maybe aren't being 
totally support it because I I do remember Mm -hmm. that with you that definitely happened quite a bit yeah yeah it yeah I did I I mean I would yeah I would say what I went through wasn't just like a cold or a flu so it didn't go away within a week and I think people had a hard time understanding like why I was so um, anxious and why I was so stressed out and they were just like, well, when are you going to get better? When can you come out? And it was something that I really desperately wanted to do and wanted to get better, but it was kind of out of my control. And so, um, I just found that surrounding myself with people who weren't so worried about when I was going to come out with them the next time it was a Saturday night were the ones who really cared. And the ones who were just like, well, let's just take it week to week. And how do you feel this week? And how do you feel the next week? And can I give you notes for this class? Those are the ones that have stuck by my side and um, ones I still cherish as friendships today. Yeah. And I think it's so good to have people like that in our lives because mm-hmm. without them, I think we would be very lonely. Yeah, I <laughs> and agree. It and it wouldn't be as fun. And it's, and what's also great is then, you know, the people who support you, you have the opportunity to support them too mm-hmm. in kind. And I think that's so great too, because I think sometimes in friendships, they can be so one-sided and so yeah, definitely. to have the opportunity to then support your friend who's going through something. And then, you know, when you're going through something that they'll be there for you too, I think is, is so rare to have and, and really important. Don't you believe that if it's like a true friendship, then it does bring you joy to support your friend. You want to totally. Get them back to that place where they not so you feel happy and you have someone to hang out with, but just so you have that person in your life and they feel good about themselves and they feel 100% again. And I think that if you have a true friendship, that should bring you happiness is helping your other friend out. Totally. I agree. And I think for some people, helping is different. So, like, I know with some friends, it might be, you know, we go to lunch once a week and check in and, like, how are you doing? And other friendships, you know, it's, you talk to them every day. And then with others, you know, it, it's about supporting the way that you can. And I, I agree. I feel like helping other people and I think it brings you joy. And I think that's important because otherwise you're just being selfish. You know what I mean? And it's so important to help other people too, because without other people, where would we all be? Yeah, I agree. And like a, two simple examples while we were talking about that, that just popped off my head were um, one week during Pimp and Joy week in Santa Monica, there's a bunch of parking meters. And so I basically went through three or four blocks of parking meters. And in every single one of them, I dumped like $2 worth of quarters in. And then on each one- Oh my one, God, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I don't talk about it, but I mean, like I stuck like a little note card that basically was like, I hope you have a great day. And I put like hashtag Pimp and Joy because I just like didn't want their parking meters to run out. And I can imagine myself running out and being so stressed out that you're going to get a ticket because they're so on top of that there. And so that's one simple way of like bringing positivity to people around you that um, just has a great effect, whether you think it or not. And the other one is um, my one of my friends in law school the last semester who who her and I weren't so close, but something that she did stood out to me so much. And I still think about it to this day was I kind of was afraid of doing anything alone. And, um, I'm mm-hmm. someone who works out a lot and I really enjoy, it and I like going on a walk and I love the beach and I love going to, on a walk by the beach. And this friend basically said to me, I'm here whenever you want to work out. So her and I went to Pilates together. So I wouldn't be scared and 
have a panic attack in the Pilates studios. And her and I went to the beach several times and we walked and we talked and we sat on the swings and just things to get you back to normal. And this person was more concerned about my well-being than just getting me back to 100% so we could grab lunch and talk about her life. She really wanted, she, she really was coming from a place of concern and I appreciate that. So simple things you can do for someone like just walk on the beach or you know, drop an extra quarter in the parking meter. Those are all things that'll bring happiness to someone, whether you notice it or not. Yeah, no, that's, I had no idea you did that. That is so cool. (laughs) I think so often we're always like, oh, we're just so focused on our own parking meter and not on anybody else's. (laughs) And I think that's kind of a testament to who, to who you are as a person too. I'm going to circle back to um, the calligraphy for a second. Mm -hmm. If there's someone out there who has something like this that they love to do on the side, whether it's calligraphy or painting or uh, designing, creating jewelry, whatever it might be. Yeah. Is there something like one piece of advice or something that you would say to someone who's just starting out, but that might, that might be afraid of putting their product out there? Yeah. I mean, the only advice I can give is based on my own experience. And the first thing I would do is if you're scared of just like selling it to customers, start giving it to your friends and family, because that way you're practicing and every day you're creating and you can, and your friends and family will give you honest feedback and they'll be like, Oh my God, I wish you could have, I'm just thinking of myself, but like for the calligraphy, they say like, Oh my God, I wish you could have add like a couple flowers here. I wish it could have been in this font. And through their feedback, you're going to start to learn and to better yourself. And once you do that for, for me, it took a couple months, but once you do that for a little bit, start on Etsy. Etsy is like a really simple way, um, to put your products out there to people who don't even know you. And I think I've had people who looked at my Etsy page and then contacted me personally to place an order just because they didn't want to go through the Etsy Avenue. But Etsy is a good way for people to see almost like a portfolio. If you haven't made a website, I think, yeah, just going through friends, family, and then building that confidence and starting with an Etsy page would be the best formula. Yeah, I think it's about just starting, just starting to put it out there maybe little by little and Mm -hmm. you never know who's going to see it and who's going to pick it up. I forgot to mention earlier when you were talking about that now you do calligraphy on your iPad that you designed the logo for the Seek the Joy podcast. I did. And I love it. And that was a fun process to sort of I appreciate you coming to me and doing it. (laughs) Who else would I go to? I know, but it's so exciting. But then I think there was somebody who saw it on my Instagram page and then they contacted you. Yeah, they so did. I think, so I think it's kind of like you never know once one person puts it out there, you know, who's going to see it next and who's going to love it and who's going to want to mm-hmm. get something and order something from you too. Yeah. So where do you see Calligraphy by Leah going? Um. Well, I'm working on it, you know, whenever I have time. And I actually have been working with Lux Apothetique, which is like a... Um, I don't want to say clothing store in Austin because it's a boutique. It has like a hair salon in the back and they sell a bunch of stuff, but it's a really cute shop. They have a store in the domain and um, on second street downtown. And my collection will be coming to stores on October 15th. So that's like a really exciting, exciting, by the way. Yeah. I'm really excited and they're the best and they're super excited to work with me, which I really appreciate just as I still think of myself as new to calligraphy, but um, I'm really excited about that Avenue and, I hope to continue with them and I still am selling stuff on Etsy. I come up with ideas all the time and I kind of write them in my iPhone and then I implement them on the weekends when I have time. Um, So I'd like to really continue on with it and keep it as my side hobby and little small business. 
yeah, you never know where it's going to go. But I feel like this is kind of the first big opportunity yeah. that you had. And so yeah, you it's really know. exciting. You never know where it will go. So my last question for you is what is your biggest dream? Um, so when you say that, the first thing that comes to my mind is I've always been really into entertainment. And the reason I even went out to LA, um, was to pursue entertainment law. So I think that still, um, remains, I think my top goal is to be like a successful entertainment lawyer, but I really would like to do something with calligraphy by Leah and see if it like comes off the ground and I can put it into different stores if people like it. And, um, I'd like to pursue that avenue. I think it's sort of great to have the best of both worlds because you do find joy with practicing law too, even if it's not the same kind of joy that you get from doing calligraphy, but it is a passion of yours and you did go to law school and it's what you want to pursue professionally. So I think, I think that's great. So I just came across a quote this morning that says, Is it believe in your inner Beyonce? No, but you know, you and I really like that one. Um, It says, stay close to people who feel like sunlight and you, my friend feel like sunlight. So thank you. I love that quote. I've never heard that one. Really? Okay. Well, I'll have to send it to you, but thank you for being my first official guest. I'm so excited. I was honored. This has been a really fun conversation. We went in directions that I don't think either of us expected, but tell everybody where can they find you on Instagram, Etsy? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm just at calligraphy by Leah and Leah is just L-E-A-H and same with Facebook. And my Etsy page is also calligraphy by Leah. I've remained consistent throughout (laughs) I think that's pretty awesome that all of those domains, handles, whatever, have all been available to you. Some of us. I know. I was really excited. That lucky. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really enjoyed, you know, this conversation we had. Me too. I thought it was really great. <laughs>